You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team, Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q, your host, at your boy Q254 on Twitter. And this is Saturday's edition. And the reason it's Saturday's edition, I didn't do a Friday's edition. Friday's in Texas. If you don't know, now you know. Fridays in Texas during football season is an absolute different animal. And I'm talking high school football. High school football takes it to a whole nother level. It's damn near like college ball. But uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, Fridays in Texas are no joke when it comes to football. Cities shut down for high school football. So I always get caught up doing a lot, a lot of work on Friday nights, roaming the sidelines of a high school game and uh, a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. But boy, oh boy, is it a busy day. So uh, we have a Saturday's edition, and that's fine. We could do a Saturday's edition because this will lead you right up to the game on Sunday. You know, the Raiders travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. The Raiders 0-1 on the season. The Broncos are 1-0 on the season. So uh, this will just lead you right up to the game, give you a little something-something to put in your ear hole before you get ready for the action against the hated Denver Broncos. So before we dive deep into today's edition, I'd like to thank all the folks all of Raider Nation who's chimed in over the last week, either on the Raiders Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line, and you can always hit that up at 707-654-4693, or you've hit me up on Twitter at your boy Q254. And let me tell you, when I say there's been a ton of folks that have hit me up, there has been a ton of folks. And you heard on the last edition, it was kind of the vent session. I think I played seven or eight calls. I have about seven, eight, nine, maybe even ten more calls that I could play today, but I'm not going to do that just because I want to be able to get some real good talk in and uh, talk about this game that's coming up on Sunday in Denver against the hated Broncos. So, uh, yeah, I do want to shout out to everyone, though. I definitely appreciate all the calls. And again, some folks uh, have agreed with me. A lot of folks have disagreed with me. Some folks are just middle of the road. It doesn't matter. It never matters. So whatever you want to say, whatever's on your mind is always all good. All you got to do is hit up that uh, that Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Again, 707-654-4693. Sometimes you just got to let it out. Sometimes you just got to let it out and, you know, it makes you feel a whole lot better, even if it's not really what's on your mind at the time. Sometimes it just helps you get over over the hump or maybe, you know, you're so pumped up, you're so fired up, you want to call and say, hell yeah, Raiders, like we're at the Oakland Coliseum, you know, sometimes you just got to get it out. So either way, man, it is all good. Uh, again, like I said before, man, good, bad, ugly. All is accepted, and there's never going to be any type of backlash where I'm going to go on and try to blast you or anything. I'm just not going to do that, man. It's 2018. It's okay to disagree. 
uh, I'm not going to call you an a-hole. You don't have to call me an a-hole. We're, we're, we're good, you know? So so it's all Raider Nation. It's all love. I'm sure a lot of folks remember my call from my man, Monster Mash. Well, he uh, he, he did a follow-up. I told you that we're cool. He was the one that, you know, called and, and kind of blasted me for being negative, and that's fine. And I told you on the podcast that we're cool. We've uh, worked it out. We've talked, you know, back and forth or whatever like that. He actually called and has a follow-up call. So I am going to play that just so... You know, he can get his his thoughts out and, uh, you know, we can kind of put that to bed and, and move on from that. So straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. This is Monster Mash, his second call. Yo, Q, this is Monster Mash. Just want to leave you a message. Uh, first and foremost, uh, number one, everybody in North Carolina and, and any the path of uh, Florence, just stay safe. Uh, unless you're a, a Chiefs, Broncos, or San Diego fan, Los Angeles, should I say. Go go stand outside and fly a kite. Anyway, uh, number two, it takes a real man to uh, take that kind of you know, tough criticism. You put yourself out there daily, and you, you do put out a really good podcast. And then uh, I think uh, everybody was a little upset, and maybe uh, I, I, I was hearing myself speak over the air, and, and uh, I, I took my frustration out of you. Of course, I'm frustrated. But like in life, I, I always try to look at the silver lining. In this case, the silver and black lining. Uh, but anyway, I appreciate that, man. You're, you you are a real man. That's 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 shows a lot of character. And if you ever make it out to New York, I'll buy you a drink or two. Anyway, uh, number three, I, I just it really it sickens me of just all the people that are ready to jump ship or or cut ties or or blow blow up a Raider spot. It's week one, and people are forgetting that this is a whole new system that that uh, Carr is in again. And uh, obviously, we don't have Agent 52, and he's gone. He's done. He's out. Uh, people are just hung up on that. I wish we could just move past it. Uh, the the Jaguar, or the uh, the Rams were were a, a built to be a juggernaut. That they're built to win the championship, and and they're able to do that with the uh, with the rookie quarterback contract. And um, you know what? We went toe to toe with him for a little bit, like you said, first half, and then uh, I think Derek took a hit. And ever since that hit, he he was kind of shaky. Um, and uh, I was kind of thinking about it, you know, with the with the Raider Nation rather have Carr standing there and get hit by one of those two behemoths and, and uh, Donald or uh, Sue and be out for the season, or you know what, take this safe route out and lose one game. I'd rather lose one game. I got the Raiders winning ten games this year. That's only one game. I think we're going to be all right. Anyway, uh, Q, I salute you. You're the man. I'm still a listener. Just based off that character, of you, you know, you, you showing character and, and reaching out to me, that's badass. Raider Nation, brother, take care. First and foremost, I want to agree with Monster Mash. Everyone in North Carolina, please be safe. I uh, hope all is good with you. I know uh, scary times with the weather and, and hurricanes and all that stuff. And I know my man P.E., who checks in from North Carolina all the time, a uh, faithful listener to the Locked On Raider podcast. He is in the heart of it. I'm, well, I don't know if he's in the heart of it. Don't don't let me start lying to you. But I know he's in North Carolina. So uh, shout out to my man P.E., uh, definitely be safe out there. Hope you and the fam is safe, Ben, and, and everyone else out there who is in the eye of the storm, man. That is no joke. No matter who you are, you definitely want to be safe about that. So you heard Monster Mash share his thoughts on Carr, uh, what he thinks about the Raiders are going to do in 2018, what he thinks their record's going to be. He said 10-6, and six, and uh, that's cool. You know, hey, it's only they're only 0-1. I mean, they got 15 more games. They could turn things around quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, you know, they have a tough one coming up this week against the Broncos, though. I'll tell you right now, on the road, definitely going to be a tough one. But uh, it would be a great way for for Derek Carr. And I think this is almost going to be like the Derek Carr game, this game coming up. You know, it'll be the one where everyone focuses on how does he bounce back. Because really, he's been the talk all week of Raider Nation, either on the podcast, on the radio, uh, on Sports Center, on ESPN. It doesn't really matter. 
everywhere you go and you you talk Raiders, you hear something about Derek Carr. So I think this is going to be his week. He's going to have to have a big bounce back. Uh, I also would like to thank Dan in Ohio, Joe in Ohio, Vader Raider in the 303. Uh, I mentioned PE in North Carolina, uh, uh, Akeem in Oakland, James in Cali, uh, Kenny from LA. Actually, Kenny from LA, I'm going to play his call in segment number two. Uh, it has to do with the new coaching staff, and I've been excited about the coaching staff, but Kenny in LA, he has uh, some good thoughts. And uh, my man Lorenzo, check this out, Raider Nation. Lorenzo is calling from Colorado. Think about that. He's a Raider fan in Colorado. I mean, hell, I'm a Raider fan in Texas, and that's one thing. But my man, Lorenzo, is a Raider fan in Colorado, and the Raiders go to Denver to play uh, the Broncos this week. So he's behind enemy lines. I'm going to play that call in segment number two as well, just because, uh, you know, he had some good things to say, and it really wasn't directed at, you know, negativity or positivity. It was just some thoughts that he had. So that's how we're going to kick things off. Oh, and then segment number three, I guess I should tell you what I'm going to do in that one. Segment number three, we're going to actually get into some of the talk about the game, the actual game. What I think it's going to take for the Raiders to come away with their first victory of 2018. What they have to do. That'll be in segment number three. Coming up next, segment number two. We're going to hear from my man, Kenny in L.A. We're going to hear his call right off the top. And then, like I mentioned just a second ago, we're going to hear from my man, Lorenzo, out of Colorado. And I'll respond to their calls and uh, you know, give my feedback. Coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Raider Nation. This is the Locked On Raiders Podcast. I'm your boy Q. You can find me on Twitter at your boy Q254. That's at your boy Q254. Always appreciate everyone who hits me up on Twitter. Uh, it's real easy to get a hold of me, man. You could just, boom, hit me. Any kind of comment you got, uh, definitely love that. It's real easy. But you also can hit up the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. I've set it up just so you can leave a message and say whatever's on your mind, and it is all good. 707 654 Four six nine three, and uh, that's how we're gonna get this thing started on segment number two today of, of today's episode. My man Kenny, he's in LA. He's got some things he wants to say about this coaching staff. Hey, yo, Q, what up, my boy? This is Kenny from LA. I want to talk about this coaching staff. I thought that's what had me excited this year about the about the Raiders is that we had an elite coaching staff compared to them buffoons we had last year. And now, we come in first game of the year against the Rams, and we got Reggie Nelson and Frosty Rucker starting for us. Like, those cats are not starters in the NFL. They're backups at best. So I thought these coaches would be able to see through all that bullshit and start the players that are better than them. I just don't see the fascination with Reggie Nelson. And then I heard Gunther's interview today talk about the media is really hard on Reggie. They need to cut it out, blah, blah, blah. Like the man used to play good ball, but he just can't do it no more. We're trying to win games, put these young guys in there that can actually run, run to a tackle, close the gap, and make plays. That's all I got. So there was my man Kenny from L.A. I appreciate that call. Uh, he was talking about the coaching staff, and he was 
actually concerned with the coaching staff, and that's something I've been real excited about ever since this coaching staff was put together. Of course, I'm a big John Gruden guy. Very excited that he was back. But love the addition of Paul Gunther. Love the addition of Rich Basaccia. Uh, love Ansley as a, as a secondary coach. He comes in from Alabama. You know, there's a lot of things to like, and a lot of guys that I like on this coaching staff. Greg Olson, I don't like him as an offensive coordinator, but I like him as a go-between between Gruden and Derek Carr. I think he's really good at that. Plus, he, he spent some quality time with Derek Carr early in his career, so he kind of knows the guy already. I think he's a good buffer. So, uh, you know, the main points that Kenny had there was talking about putting Frosty Rucker out there and then obviously putting out Reggie Nelson. And look, Raider Nation, I'm not going to lie about it, and this is not being negative. Uh, I'm just saying Reggie Nelson, has, is, is he's past his time. Reggie Nelson had a, a nice first year in Oakland, came up with a bunch of interceptions, but he's just a shell of himself. Look, there's something I said. I, I coined him a long time ago. He's old and slow, and that's exactly what he is. And I know, you know, Paul Gunther said you guys are, are harsh on him. We are. Us fans are very harsh on Reggie Nelson because we see it. We can see him get burned. We can see him take bad angles. He does that. There's no denying that. You know what I mean? There's no way that I can make that sound like he, he's going to get better. He sometimes comes up with interceptions. That's one thing he's consistently done throughout his career is come up with interceptions. But what he also has done consistently in his career is he's taken bad angles. He doesn't work that hard in practice. He doesn't, you know, really pay attention that much in the film room. And this is something I know for a fact. I'm not just throwing out stuff because I want to throw stuff out. I know this for a fact. It has been well documented what Reggie Nelson does behind the scenes, how much work he puts in, and it's not a whole lot, but he does come up with some big plays. Look, hell, going all the way back to Florida. It's just who the guy is. He really hasn't done a lot in the last couple years. I thought the Raiders were going to move on from Reggie Nelson, but unfortunately, when Paul Gunther came in, he wanted a guy that was very familiar, or he was very familiar with, so there is Reggie Nelson. I'm not sure how much longer he could stay out there on the field. It was painfully obvious he was out of place did not know his assignment, or not even that he didn't know his assignment, he just wasn't executing his assignment. He just wasn't. And again, he's old and slow. And there's some things that just can't be defeated. Father Time is is one of them. Matter of fact, Father Time is numero uno on the list. You just can't defeat Father Time. He's old and he's slow. So I think the coaching staff is a lot better than the coaching staff that the Raiders had in 2017. I think they're going to prove their worth in a little while, and I think Paul Gunther is going to be one of the most important guys. He's the one I'm really most excited about. Uh, So we'll see. But I, And I do think that the defense is going to be better uh, than it was last year when Ken Norton Jr. was running it because, well, we all know Ken Norton Jr. didn't have a clue what he was doing. So, uh, yeah, Kenny, uh, just kind of hold tight. Uh, it was one game, and I, I think that they're going to come out and show some good adjustments. And, look, they're going to need some good adjustments because they have Denver, and Denver is not to be fooled with. This is going to be a tough game on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, the coaching staff is really going to have to be on their A game. Now, speaking of Denver and on their A game, my man Lorenzo, he's actually, he's there. He's in Colorado. He's a Raider fan. He's wearing silver and black in among, amongst a lot of orange. So let's go to my man's call, and he hit us up at 707-654-4693. 707-654-4693. Locked on Raider Podcast voicemail line. Lorenzo, I like that name, in Colorado. This is his call. Hey, this is Lorenzo in Colorado. As a fan of, as a diehard Raider fan in Colorado, I am tired of hearing all these Bronco fans constantly talk about how great their franchise is. Um, I believe it takes a lot more to be a hardcore fan in Colorado since I've been born and deal with this. Um, but I do think something that isn't coming up is you guys are not addressing the lack of deep threats on the Raiders, their lack of drafting the last three years. I mean, it, it has been ridiculous. They hit the bank with Carr and Mack, and they haven't done anything since. 
Um, I think Derek Carr is an elite quarterback, but you show me one elite quarterback in the league that doesn't have either elite coaching or elite players around him. He can be asked to do everything by himself. His offensive line has gotten older around him. They draft this Colt Miller dude, get penalties like crazy. I don't think we look at the whole picture. Everybody wants to jump on Derek Carr, who is an elite quarterback. But we don't pay attention to what else is going on around him. Plus, the defense can't stop anybody. Um, I just think we're not taking everything into account. Um, they do have a good shot coming out here this week to beat Denver. Denver's not that good. I, I watched Denver game with Broncos fans waiting for the Monday night game. So I just wanted to get that out there that I, I'm a huge Derek Carr supporter and I don't understand why there's so much backlash against a guy that has no time to throw, has receivers that can't separate downfield. Sorry for the long message, but love the podcast, but I did want to call and voice my concern with that. All right. All right, that was Lorenzo's call. Definitely appreciate that. And again, I appreciate everyone who has ever chimed in and whoever will chime in in the future. But uh, Lorenzo kind of had a different take on it, you know. He's a big Derek Carr guy. He has Derek Carr's back, thinks he could be an elite quarterback. And, you know, look, I think he could be an elite quarterback too, but he's got to he's got to get better. He's got to get better at, at a lot of different things. And stretching the field, man, getting the ball down the field, getting the ball into the playmaker's hands is definitely one of them. But if you listen to Lorenzo's call, he doesn't think the car has enough around him. Well, when he had his great year in 2016, he had Michael Crabtree doing big things. He had Coop doing big things. Well, you fast forward to 2018, now he's got, well, no Michael Crabtree, but he's got Jordy Nelson. He still has Amari Cooper. Uh, Jared Cook obviously is forced to re-reckon with because you saw what he did in week one against the Rams. He had a a monster day, so uh, he's got Jared Cook. He's got run game. He's got Marshawn Lynch. He's got Jalen Richard. I kind of feel like he does have weapons. I mean, I could be wrong. I feel like he does have pieces around him. You mentioned Colton Miller, and you mentioned the fact that uh, he picks up a bunch of penalties. I think he only had a couple penalties on Monday night, and for the most part, he did pretty good. He did fairly well on the outside. But look, the Rams don't have elite DNs. They have elite D tackles, which they come up the gut. So that's why you saw most of the pressure that the Rams were able to get on on the on Derek Carr. They came up the gut. They didn't really come from the outside. That's going to be a test moving forward. And obviously that test will come up this week with Von Miller and company because look, they have DNs, they have D tackles, they have defense. I, I appreciate the call, Lorenzo. I do kind of think that even though, like you mentioned, there's not a lot of production from McKenzie's draft class. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in mind, Lorenzo. I'll definitely keep those thoughts in mind, especially when I'm watching the game on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of feel like Derek Carr has enough around him. Maybe uh, you could hit me back or you could tweet at me at your boy Q254 and tell me who you'd like to see around him or what you'd like to see around him improve. I know the, the center and the two guards for the offensive line are solid. Assembly, Hudson, Gabe Jackson, all three of those guys are solid. I thought Donald Penn did a good job at the right tackle position. And for the most part, I thought Colton Miller did a good job at the left tackle position. So the O-line may not be as elite as it was at one point, but I think it's pretty damn good. So again, that could be just me. Coming up in segment number three, I'm going to dive deep into this game. Broncos 1-0 on the season. Raiders 0-1 on the season. Silver and black travel to Denver. They're in the sea of orange. What is going to happen? How's the game going to shake out? How can the Oakland Raiders return to Alameda, return to Cali with their first victory of 2018? You're going to hear that next on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, Raider Nation, we're back at it right now. Locked on Raider Podcast, segment number three. This is the Saturday edition. I'm your boy Q at your boy Q254. So the game itself kicks off 425 Eastern, 325 Central, and of course, 125 on the West Coast. Denver, Colorado. You know the altitude's going to be there. You know Marquette King's going to be fired up for that game. And, of course, all the Bronco fans are going to be fired up, lathered up, ready to go because the hated Raiders are coming to town, and that's how we like it, right? That's how we like it, Raider Nation. That's just what we do. Uh, We love it when teams hate it when our team comes to town. So this is how it's going to go down. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, Obviously, Derek Carr coming off a tough game on Monday night. This is one of those games where he's going to look to bounce back. And hopefully he doesn't come out and be super fired up and super antsy and and prove and want to prove to everybody that you know he could stretch the field and he could be the guy and that that second half performance against the Rams was just a fluke and that he's not scared to stand in the pocket and take some shots. Hopefully he does not come out with that mentality because if he does, then he might start just slinging the ball around the yard. And look, Aqib Tlaib's not in that secondary anymore, but they still have Chris Harris. They still have some dogs in that secondary. This Denver defense is is no joke. Just because all the players aren't the same and just because Wade Phillips is not there as their defensive coordinator anymore does not mean that this defense is taking too, too many steps back. This defense is still damn good. If there's a weakness on this Denver Broncos team, it's on the other side of the ball, which is the offense, and we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But for the Raiders, Derek Carr needs to come out and know the game plan. Know what he, he needs to do. Execute the game plan. Stay within himself. All right? I mean, just like he did in the first half against the Rams, do what he's got to do. You know, if Jared Cook is the guy, and look, the Broncos have had a struggle. Seattle Seahawks, they they kind of torched the Broncos with their tight end. This could be a game that Jared Cook can go off. I mean, he could. He went off in, in week number one. He was an X-factor for the Raiders. They could use that. Derek Carr could use that security blanket again in this week against the Broncos, who, again, their one weakness as far as the secondary goes is stopping the tight end. So this could be a big game for Jared Cook. Now, of course... Denver's going to try to key in on him and slow him down. And if they do, and if they go and put a a Chris Harris on him, if they switch the defensive back over on him to kind of shut him down, perfect. Then somebody else needs to take advantage. I do expect the ball to be fed to Amari Cooper a lot more. I like the little jet sweep that they had to him in the first quarter of the game against the Rams. I like, just get the ball in Cooper's hands. I don't really care how you do it. You know what I mean? I'd like to see some uh, some action from the slot. I got excited every time I saw Cooper in the slot because I know he did that really well when he was at Alabama, except for Derek Carr just didn't pull the trigger. You know, so he's got to trust. He's got to trust his wide receivers. He's got to trust that, uh, you know, his guy is going to go make a play. And he's also got to trust himself. So that that's going to be one of the biggest keys. But Derek Carr has to stay within himself. Don't try to be too much. Don't try to be the hero. Don't be that guy. Stay within yourself. Don't listen to the talking heads. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anyone else. Just be who you are. Listen to John Gruden, and John Gruden has to come up with a really good game plan. But also, part of that game plan has got to be continuing with the run game. Run game started really solid for the Raiders in week one. Really, really solid. Marshawn Lynch ended the game with like 11 carries for 40-something yards. That's good, but he needs the ball more. He needs the ball more, and I understand there's reports that he was sick in the second half, wasn't feeling good in the second half. Well, something's got to give. He does not need to be on a pitch count. If there's an effective run game, that slows the pass rush down. So Derek Carr has to uh, effectively, and John Gruden as well, have to effectively use Marshawn Lynch. I need to see him get the ball more than 11 times. And honestly, I don't need to see him catch the ball in the backfield. 
every once in a while, you know what I mean? If it's just a last second, that's a, that's a true check down right there. If you're going to check down the ball and uh, you have to hit Marshawn Lynch, he might pick up seven or eight yards just because with the ball in his hands, he, he does some crazy, amazing things at times. So, you know, every once in a while, but I don't need to see him flare out as a wide receiver and all that. So I, just, I just don't care to see all that. Uh, let him be in the backfield and let him do work. That's, that's just something that's going to have to be key to this game. This offensive line, I think Lorenzo, matter of fact, brought it up. It was not elite. They need to get that push. They need to be able to get that push and, and open up some holes for Marshawn to, to go off. He had 40 yards rushing, 41 yards rushing in game number one. I'd like to see him up around 85, 90 yards, maybe even 100. I really would. The Raiders need to get back to the days where they're running the ball for over 100 yards a game. Really, 100, 115, 120. They need to get back there. They can't have it where they rush for like 60 yards. They really can't. Or, or pick up a bunch of garbage yards late in the game when the game's already over. I don't care about those kind of numbers. I need to see some effective downhill running. Put your foot in the dirt and go. That's what I want to see from Marshawn Lynch. That's what I want to see from that offense, offensive line. Uh, Kelechi Assembly, I need to get that push. Uh, Rodney Hudson, a hell of a center, Pro Bowl center, need to get that push. Gabe Jackson, keep doing what you're doing. I know he's coming off a little bit of a pectoral injury. I think he was questionable for Sunday, but I have no doubt that Gabe Jackson will be out there. And uh, Donald Penn, Colton Miller, keep doing what you did in game one. And and uh, this time the competition gets that much better, man. Von Miller, he's coming off a three-sack performance against the Seahawks. Three sacks in week one. Yeah, he's a dog. And, you know, they got some dogs on the other side of that, too, including uh, first-round draft pick Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is an absolute monster. You know, he, he's going to do some big things. So Colton Miller, Donald Penn, they're going to have their hands full. So we'll see how uh, elite or how close to elite this offensive line is based off what they do against Vaughn Miller and company. That defensive line is no joke. So they're, they're going to have their hands full. But it's nothing that I don't think that they can't succeed at. And, again, I think that Marshawn Lynch could have a really good day running the ball. Flip it over to the other side defensively. The Raiders need to stop the run. They did a good job of stopping the run. They really slowed Todd Gurley down in uh, the first half, but in the second half, all the wheels fell off the train. We all know that. They need to be able to stop the run. They had a lot of good pursuit. Uh, they were flying around to the ball, something that they did all preseason long and really got me excited and thought that this could be the unit that leads the team. And look, I still believe that the defense could be the unit that leads the team moving forward and, and leads them to some big things in 2018, but they can't be on the field for half the game. And they were on the field for the whole second half, it felt like, week one. They've got to be able to get out. When it's third and long, they've got to be able to play the sticks. If it's third and nine, you back up to about seven. Keep everything in front of you. you got to be able to play the sticks. you got to get off the field on third down. Because honestly, when you have an older team, and the Raiders do, you have the Derrick Johnsons out there. You know, you have the, the Leon Halls out there. You have Dominique rogers Camardi's out there. Those guys... They need to get off the field and get some rest. You see that big rotation that they had in the second half last week? That's because guys are tired. You know, Derek Johnson is a stud, but he's 36. The first thing they're going to have to do is they're going to have to stop that run. The defensive line, they're going to have to get some push up front. Uh, P.J. Hall is out for this game. His foot is in a, in a boot because he has an ankle injury. Jelly Ellis, he's going to be out. He's on IR. He's out for at least eight weeks. Mo Hurst, the, the young man, fifth-round pick out of Michigan, he's going to have to put in some work. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, he comes over. He's going to get some action. He just signed this week. He should get some action as a run stuffer. We'll see what happens. But this defensive line really has to get after it. Paul Gunther's got to do a good job of that. Case Keenum, in my opinion, is not Jared Goff. Case Keenum's not just going to pick you apart. I think that the Raiders' corners are better than that. I think Gary and Conley can have a big day if, if uh, Case Keenum wants to get squirrely and start throwing the ball around the yard. I think Gary and Conley may come up with his first interception. Matter of fact, I'm going to call it right now. Gary and Conley comes up with his first career interception on Sunday. Case Keenum will throw something up there, and Conley's going to come away with it and go the other way. That's just going to be my call. 
That's that's the one shot. Call your shot. I just called my shot. That's what it's going to be. Rashad Melvin on the other side, I think he's a hell of a corner. I think he's really, really good. He's got something to prove. So the secondary will be fine, but the, the interior lines got to get that push. They've got to get that push and get some pressure on the quarterback, force Case Keenum into a couple mistakes. The game's going to be won in the trenches. It really is. Offensively and defensively, the game is going to be won in the trenches. And that's how championship teams are built. That's how really good teams are built on the offensive and defensive line. I think the Raiders have a good offensive line. I think they have a good defensive line. They just got to come to play, and it's going to be tough. Derek Carr doesn't do well in Denver. Historically, he hasn't done well in Denver, and obviously it's tough on the road. Special teams is going to be major. Marquette King's going to want to have him a hell of a day. He's going to want to have a huge day punting that ball and in that altitude, and he's already got a big leg. We're very familiar with that. So ball security. Ball security is going to be major. So for the Raiders to win this game, offensively, establish the run. Marshawn Lynch needs 20 carries and close to 100 yards. Derek Carr, stay within yourself. Defensively, stop the run, get some get some push with that interior line and 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 help get some pressure on, on the outside on Case Keenum. Gary and Conley, go get your first interception of, of your Raider career. If they're going to win this game, I'm looking at it probably going to be a 21-14, 20, no, I'll make it a little closer, 21-17 victory for the Raiders. That's what I'm calling. They're going to head back to Alameda. They're going to head back to California, 1-1 one one on the season after picking up a 21-17 victory over the Denver Broncos on Sunday. So that's going to do it. That's the Locked On Raider podcast. I am your boy Q at your boy Q254 on Twitter. You can always call the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. And until next time, as I always end it, just win, baby.